have a love, a care, and a compassion for an individual sinner while disapproving of what they do. But what Jesus said here, and I'll read you the verse again, judge not that you be not judged. What Jesus says here, it does not prohibit examining the lives of others. It certainly prohibits doing it in the spirit in which it is often done. There are many people, many people who call themselves disciples of Jesus, who unjustly condemn other people and allow themselves to hate other people for the sins that they practice. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a command we got to take very seriously. Let me tell you many ways that I think we can break the command to judge not that you be not judged. Number one, we break this command when we think the worst of other people. Isn't that easy to do? You just think the worst of them. Any evil thing that's said about it, you immediately believe it because you've determined in your heart you want to think the worst of it. Number two, we can break this command when we speak to other people only about their faults. So let's say you've got a friend, a neighbor, a a relative who has some kind of problematic lifestyle when it comes to biblical morality. Is the only thing you talk to about the problem you have with their life? Listen, to have that kind of attitude is to be judgmental in a way that Jesus addressed here. We break this command when we judge an entire life by its worst moments. Think of the three worst things you've ever done. How would you like your entire life to be judged in light of those three worst things that you've ever done? Welcome to episode five of Conquering Me. Who you judging? Yes. Who are you judging? Yes, you. Always judging. Always got something to say. Always got the two cents. Your opinion is what matters. And yes, we are going to go there. About this judgmental spirit that has been running too long and too rampant within the body of Christ. Now, of course, this stemmed from what we all, well, most of us, I'm pretty sure, have heard about and seen Uh, with Will Smith and Chris Rock. Yes, we're going to talk about that. The slap that was heard around the world. Ooh, that was an ugly situation. It was bad. It was wrong. At the end of the day, we can all agree it was wrong. Even Will Smith said it was wrong. He apologized for it. But for me, I really started to have my spirit stirred up or have that holy indignation that I would hear all the time growing up was the amount of judgment that saints of God was throwing at a complete stranger for one moment that happened in their lifetime of, of knowing of this person, not personally knowing, but knowing of Will Smith. It was the judgment. And so at first I was like, God, why am I getting so bothered by people talking about this? Why am I getting bothered by people calling me, texting me? Like it was such a hot topic. 
but I had to reread and replay conversations that I was having with people. And it was the lack of grace that I was hearing in people's voices. It was the lack of restorative spirit that I was reading in text messages. And I thought to myself, what happened? What would happen if we had a very bad moment that were displayed publicly? Now, here's the truth. Because we live in this day and age, everyone has a, uh, a video on their phone. So a simple argument between a family member can turn into a viral video shown and reviewed and viewed and commented by millions and thousands of people. We have turned into this very opinionated based society where we have built platforms, we have built money, businesses, all these things based off of our opinions. And I'm not knocking that at all. I want you all to hear me. But see, what I want us to do as believers to say, what are we building and what are we saying and what are we putting out in the atmosphere? Because at the end of the day, we are going to be held accountable for these words. When we go see our savior, we will held accountable for what we have done, for these thoughts, for these opinions. So we have to filter them through God. But so it's like, who are you judging? Why have we become so comfortable in judging one another? Instead of us sitting back and saying, well, they had a very bad moment. I don't excuse their behavior. And this is going off of Will Smith. And, and please, let's, let's go off of that, what happened at the Oscars, right? We could probably look at people in our own lives and our own uh, uh, small circle, large circle, whatever, however you want to define it, whatever your circle is. And we have a thousand opinions about people in our own lives. I've done it. But then I love how the Holy Spirit would tap me and say, well, wait a minute. You starting to, uh, to sound a little prideful there. You starting to sound a little judgy there. Wait a minute. Starting to sound like gossip. This happened to me not recently. I got caught up in a conversation just freely talking. And then I hold, heard the Holy Spirit say, gossip. And I completely shifted the conversation. The people who were in the uh, room didn't even know how I shifted the conversation. But I heard the Holy Ghost and I said, I'm sorry to the Holy Ghost in my mind. And I said, God, lead me. Who are you judging? I understand in the, in the church and uh, specifically within more traditional churches. Um, they use the scripture, which is found in Matthew 7, 15 through 20. And in Matthew 7, 15 through 20, it talks about judging a tree by the fruit that it bears. And so while, yes, we are supposed to judge something, use the discerning spirit of the Holy Ghost to allow us to see what is good and what is evil. But we also have to remember the Bible says, man looks at the outer while God looks at the heart. So while we are de having a determining factor of how someone is, there is inside information that we are never privy to because we are not God. 
So as we look at someone and we are having our conclusion about who they are, we also have to remember we are not alpha and the omega. Omega, We are not God. We do not have the inside track on how their life will end. We don't have that type of power, nor do we have a heaven or hell to put people in. So as we are forming opinions about people, we also have to keep this humility spirit of remembering we are just a man or woman who are subject to the same failure. So the question is again, who are you judging? Are you judging your brother with the speck of dust in his eye while neglecting the plank in your own? Matthew 7 and 3 says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? And basically, let's just break this down. It says, you can look and determine and, and, and judge and figure out how everyone else is wrong and examine their opinions. I mean, examine their life and where they need to do better, how they can do better if they would only do X, Y, Z. Well, you know, they keep going through this trouble because of X, Y, Z. But yet you have you, meaning the body of Christ, And I want us to have a reflective moment. We have these barriers or these blocks or an inability to examine our own mess. So I have found out God has allowed me to notice those people who are very hard and judgmental and very tough on people in their mistakes are the same people who have a hard time with owning their mistakes, learning from their mistakes, and also forgiving themselves of their mistakes. Now, I'm not saying that this is everybody, but this is just what the Holy Ghost has allowed me to see throughout my Christian walk. The common denominator of people who live in the black and white. This is how you do it. And the moment somebody steps out of that or they mess up, they are the hardest critic. But if you have a personal conversation with them, with that same person who is judging other people, determining how other people's character is, when you have a conversation about themselves, they are usually some of the most lost people out there. And they're saying all of this under the name of God. Now, remember, this podcast is about conquering me. We're developing this personal relationship with Christ so that we can conquer ourselves. So we can see ourselves and say, oh, I need to gather this together. Holy Ghost, teach me how to release this unto you. Teach me what tools I need to work, use and how to work through this. Because I don't know how to show people grace. Who are you judging? Are you judging your brother with the sawdust in his eye? Because you don't want anybody to judge the plank in your own? Now, please do not get this confused. I am not saying that we do not discuss nor say what is wrong and right. 
But what my where my concern is, is the amount of pride that is behind the opinions. Philippians two and three says, and this is the trans, this is the uh, the passion translation. Excuse me. Be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourself. Hello, mind blown. Because really, in a way, we've been taught to put ourselves first. God had to help me that everything that we've been taught in the natural is usually the opposite in the spiritual. We've been taught to, as we get older, to become more and more independent in the natural. You become more financially independent as you grow. You become more emotionally independent as you mature age-wise in life. But as we mature and grow with God, we have to become more dependent on God. We have learned to become more dependent on God. We have learned to take risk and steps of faith only depending on God because we truly don't even know what is in front of us. So while we've been taught to put ourselves first, God is saying, this inspired word was in Philippians 2 and 3 says, view others as more important than yourselves. Be in authentic humility, put others first. And view others as more important than yourself. Who are you judging? When we have these pride-filled opinions, have we taken a moment to step back and look at our brother or sister? Let it be they are saved or non-believer, whoever. Either way, at the end of the day, they are a creation of God, men, man. Mankind was made in the image of God. God created humans. But have we taken a step back to say they just had a real bad moment? Or maybe they are dealing with a stronghold or maybe they're dealing with sin. Maybe they're dealing with weight. But have we taken time to sit back and say, let me lean on the side of grace And ask God to give me understanding on what is in front of us, on what is in front of my brother or my sister. Because I can't lean on my understanding about what is happening. If we just take moments to pause and think before we blurt out all of our opinions, And especially those of us who are very, 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 very comfortable with placing all of our opinions, thoughts, pictures, whatever on social media. Are you doing this for the likes, for the possibility of being viral, for the possibility of it being shared multiple times, for maybe the comments and the discussion? Are we doing this for the glory of God? And everything we do as believers 
It is for the glory of God. Our job is to bring people into the kingdom, period. Our job is to create other disciples. But how are we doing in what our social media looks like? How are we doing what our conversation looks like? Because here's the truth. This is no knock against everyone or anyone who likes to use social media a lot. This is, this is no knock. We all have the flaws. Some of us just like to have these conversations or have these opinions in private at home or with a trusted loved one. But even in those private moments, you have to take a step back and say, wait a minute. What I just spoke in the environment, is it bringing life or death? Have I allowed my words about a particular person or a situation to bring more weight on them? Or are my words carrying life to remove the sins and the pressures of life off of them through the blood of Jesus? If only we understood the power that we carried. We cannot lean on our own understanding when we see situations that are wrong. Once again, and I'm going to keep reiterating this. I am not saying that we cannot say a situation is wrong or a person may have some problems or issues or whatever the case. Or even let's take it a little bit more personal. Maybe you have to set boundaries with people because this person and this relationship is no good for you. Do that. But when you think of them and when you speak of them as a believer, what are your words saying and what is your heart saying? In the Bible, the word of God says, out of the heart flows the issues of life. The only way for things to flow is through our mouths and through our actions. So what I am saying and what I'm saying about people is a reflection of what is in my heart. Who are you judging? Are you really judging your brother or are you judging yourself? We have to be aware of the spiritual attacks that is happening in the current season of life that we are living in. And let me break this down. The Bible talks about times and seasons in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, excuse me. And I believe in there it says a wise man discerneth both time and season. I want to say that uh, that particular scripture is in Proverbs. So in, in order for us to really understand the time and season we are in, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to give us a spirit of discernment. For us to really open our spiritual eyes, our Christ-like mind. Open that, like God, open my mind. Let my mind reflect you. Let my heart be like yours. Let my eyes be like yours. Let my ears listen the way you see God. Let me see how you see God. Let me hear how you hear. All of these things, let us be so in tune with God because the reason why the spirit of judgment and pettiness is so rampant is because in our world, that is rewarded. 
We watch things where people are constantly giving opinions from the news. It's a 24-7 cycle. Let's think about this. If you're a news person, you can watch a whole show of someone with opinions. Comedy, food, fashion, finances, church, ministry, all of these things. We are in a world where we have 24-7 news cycle. 24-7 from cable to streaming to social media. So we are constantly getting fed with people and their opinions. So now it is making us feel more uh, courageous in boasting and sharing our opinions. And once again, I'm not saying not to. Because we need to use these platforms in the correct way. We need to use these platforms to represent Christ. So if you're going to start something, a platform about marriage, let the marriage reflect a godly marriage. If you're going to start a platform that represents music, let it represent God. Because in everything that we do as believers, we need to draw people in. That is what that light is. Let your light so shine. Let your light shine before men so they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Let your light shine. Let it shine. Do not let it be unpure or do not let it be diluted by the mess of this world. Who are you judging? Because of the society that we are living in, it is easy for us to get into negative commentary, negative conversations. Now, I want to I explain the difference between what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with venting your problems and your issues or even speaking your truth. But when these things become the very essence of you, and when your pride-filled opinions become what you are known for and you are saying, I am a believer, there is a disconnect. I'm not saying that you do not love Christ because I will never determine that. That is between you and God. But I'm saying is, where are you not believing and where are you not letting go? Where your conversation and your commentary speaks more of what God is not than who he is. So if I'm speaking more of no grace, when God says I that grace and mercy is renewed every morning, but yet I refuse to give people grace and mercy, I refuse to show myself grace and mercy, I refuse to even see it in day-to-day -day life, where's the disconnect? Now, as believers, we are always growing. The Bible says we go from faith to faith to glory to glory. So we are always growing in this walk. We are always going to see something new that has to be released unto God. That is one thing that I love about God. Well, one of many things, and I've said this before in one of the podcasts, that he is so gracious to where he does not dump all of our issues on us at once. He will give us just enough of what he knows that we can handle in that season. So in this season, let us be aware of what is happening, the amount of distractions that is happening in this world. Let us be aware of the level of pettiness 
like being a clapback queen or king, whatever phrase you want to put on it. Whatever it is, we have to be aware of what is happening in society is affecting you more than what you may realize. Maybe that's why it's so quick to throw out judgment. Pride-filled opinions. Because it's good and it's comfortable. Maybe it makes you feel relevant. Maybe it makes you feel like you have the answer. I don't know. I'm just posing these questions to you to stir up something that will hopefully make you become reflective. We've seen people act up on so many times. And every time I was just shocked by like, oh Lord, they over there fighting. I hope everything all right. (laughs) Oh no, this happened. Send a little prayer. I had to, God had to mature me. Send a prayer. The quick one, Lord help, I hope they stop. Lord, I hope everything is better. I hope they learn from this. But I was, I was concerned about the amount of judgment and pride that was coming out of the saints of God, the believers of God, the followers of God, those who proclaim his goodness and his mercy, those who proclaim how, how forgiving he is, those who proclaim all of this. They were literally putting themselves in another person's shoes and said, if I were there, I would not have done that. You're not that person. But what if somebody did that to you? When you had a weak moment and now you have thousands of people commenting and telling you that you were weak, you were corny, you were wrong, all of these things. This is a message to the believers. We are the examples. We are the examples. I'm going to say it again. We are the examples. Are we perfect? No. Are we flawed? Yes. Will we fall? Yes. Jesus said, those without sin cast the first stone. So I can't throw nothing. I'm in this thing too. I got to examine myself. I have to examine my speech. Examine my opinions. Who in my circle am I overly opinionated about that is full of pride? It has nothing to do with God. It is about how I think they should do, how I think they, they should move. Once again, I did not create this word world. I did not create humankind. I am here as a vessel for I have to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. Work out your own salvation. It is time for us to wake up. And become a body that is the solution and not a part of the problem. And when I say be the solution, how are we drawing people to Christ? Through loving kindness have I drawn thee. That's what Jesus said. No, you may not be the one on social media making comments. Or maybe you may not even be the one to even have a conversation about it. But did you at least pray for the souls? 
Did you at least ask the Lord to heal and deliver them for someone to act in this manner? And once again, I'm going beyond the Will Smith and Chris Rock situation. We see stuff on a day-to-day basis on every level. Are we at least saying, Lord, help them in the name of Jesus. Send your angels their way. Minister to them. Send the right people toward them. Help them with their anger. Help them with their lust. Help them with their insecurity. Help them with their anxiety. Help them with their depression. Help them, help them, help them, help them. I may not be able to reach you, but I know someone who can. That's God. So I am going to pray for this world. I'm going to pray for others because my prayers, I hope you all are praying for me. I'm on a platform that is out of my comfort. I don't want to be up here on a pride filled opinion about the body of Christ or what the word of God says. I want to be on a mission to walk with other believers who want to put God first in all areas of their life and know that even in trouble and trauma and in tribulation, the joy of the Lord is still my strength. I want to end this on this scripture. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, And turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. Yes, there's a lot of stuff that we are seeing in the world on a consistent basis. From war to famine to poverty to fights to anger to lust. All of these things. There's so many things that we are seeing. If my people who call by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Saints, it's time for us to pray. Like I know we're praying. I know we're praying, but I'm talking about really, really praying. Praying for others. Praying for the Holy Spirit of God to rain down on people. On humans on this earth. There are too many people walking around filled with pain. And I understand that you may be one of them. Ask God to come into you right now. You believe, you walk, you follow, but you're carrying too much. That is keeping you in a judgmental state. That's keeping you in a place of not living in grace and mercy. Release that unto God. Ask him to heal you. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. And turn from it. That means walk away from it. Don't pick it back up. Don't go back to it. You see a conversation that's going to bring you back into your negative ways. Say, nope, I can't even have this convo right now. Don't even respond. And keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger in that. God is a healer and he's a deliverer. And he sets 
the captive free. He sets the captive free. Saints, let us pray. Let's ask God for forgiveness. Let's turn from our wicked ways so he can hear us and he can heal this land. Because people need to know God. People need to hear God. And they need to experience the truth and the love of a perfect father. I hope you enjoyed this on today. You have received something on today. If anything, you have received the ability to really, really, really examine your speech and how you view and look at others. That's number one. Number two, I hope that you have taken time to say, let me take a pause and allow the Holy Ghost to examine my heart before I say what I want to say. Number three, if you are judgmental, not judging the fruit by the, not, not that scripture. You know what I mean by when I say judgmental. Really reflect and wonder, is it hard for me to receive people's grace and mercy? Do I receive God's grace and mercy? Or do I just look at everything as black and white? Is one, two, three. And if, if anything is out of that, it is wrong. And number four, I pray that you received that what we are seeing in this world is also a sign of the end times. But we as saints have got to pray. We have got to pray. We have got to pray for this world, for situations we know of and those and things that we do not know of. We have to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ that we all may rise up and do the specific mission that we all have been called to do. So that's why I pray you have received that. And I pray that you are going to take this to your, to your heart and really have a reflective moment on how we can all get better in Christ. And I'm always going to say all because I am in that number. This call is for those who need to know God. You say, God, I need to know you as my personal savior. God, for those who are listening right now and they do not know you, I ask that you come into their heart. And I need you to repeat after me if you are not saved. Lord, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you rose and died for my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. Please forgive me of my pride-filled opinions. Let me understand what grace talk looks like. Let me understand what a mercy walk looks like. I can only understand that as accepting you as my personal savior. If you have said that and you believe that God, that Jesus Christ rose for you, he died for you, gave his life for you, and you asked him to forgive you. You said it, and you believe that in your heart, you are now saved. And this prayer is for those who have 
been struggling with a judgmental spirit. You've been told that you're judgy. You've been told that your your words are not too kind. I'm just going to pray a specific prayer for you. God, I ask that you reach my brother and my sister right now. You know exactly what they are going through and what exactly what they need. Maybe they have been taught to speak like this and view the world like this. Maybe they are really, really suffering with accepting people's love and grace. For them understanding that they can make a mistake and still be redeemed from it. You are a redemptive God. You are a restorative God. God, you said that when we ask for forgive, forgiveness, you throw it in the lake of, for, lake of forgetfulness. So even you are choosing to forgive us and forget what we have done wrong when we ask for forgiveness. So God, I ask that you begin to minister to them right now. Let them know that there is another way to have opinions of people, but then yet speaks of your love and your hope and your peace. Even of your chastisement, but that chastisement has to come from you. I ask that you begin to bless them right now where they are. Let your wisdom rain down like never before. Keep them in your perfect peace and let them understand the joys of rattling their tongue and the peace that comes along with it. Lord, we love you, we honor you, and we adore you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you all so much for tuning in and I will speak to you next Friday.